0: Now, some of the information we discussed in the previous years, but I'm sure you all won't mind, as I didn't mind studying, doing, reviewing it myself. As we go, we'll see. As we go, a lot of new information too. And that is in today's parsha, in parsha's Va'yigash. Yeah, uh, Va'yigashel Yehuda. Yehuda approaches Yosef. And there, well, what happened at the end of Parshavik's case? He wants to keep Binyamin, right? He, he, he schemed to place the goblet of Yosef's, Yosef's govia in Binyamin's bag because he, he schemed to have Binyamin kept behind, as we've discussed in the previous shiurim, because he appreci- he wanted that the golos should already start, so by putting all of the shvot in B'mishmar, he was basically together, kibush mukhama. So that's we he acquired them as slaves. He wants now also, and they came in as a group as ten of ten. So ten is an army camp, as we discussed it in the past, the previous year. Shabbos. Uh, Binyamin was the last fellow, which he had to be conquer and, and and capture. So therefore, he has him, gets him, catches him red red-handed. And therefore, he also keep him behind. It's all a setup, yeah. Anyway, the outcome. What happens? Mm-hmm. Yehudah comes around, the Parsha, and says, listen, what's going to be? I have to bring him back to his father, because Benafshek, Shura Benafshek, etc., etc. Okay. How does Yehuda get out of it? So what does he propose? He proposes to Yosef. he has comes up with a proposal. What is his, his proposal? Now he says the reason why, like Rashi explains, uh, he says, you know, you're always better off with me than with him, because I'm smarter than him, I'm stronger than him, I'm 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 much, I'm much whatever you need. We want to keep Binyamin behind as your servant, as your slave. I'll do a better job for you, and I'm also better to wage war, etc. As Rashi says, that's why, yeah, I'm, I'll be better. You'll be better off with me than with Binyamin. So he says, you know what? And because I've uh, taken upon myself the responsibility, right, and I've guaranteed to my father that I will return him. So therefore, listen, I'd rather stay behind you, send him, let him go. Alrighty, Yaffe, what does he say to him? What's the term, the language of the Torah is? Bahanar yale. Yael he says. So he says, Now I, uh, I'm prepared to replace this young lad, and I'll be your slave to the master, to Master Yosef. But and the young fellow, meaning Binyamin, Yael will go back to the father. Now, the Rogat says that there's an obvious problem here. The Chaver says what Yehuda is saying here is Pasha achlokes and the Gemara. In other words, it's not so simple what he's saying. Why isn't it simple? The Eruach Hayim has a question: What did Yaakov tell? Excuse me. What did um, Yehuda tell Yaakov? Let's read in Parshas Miketz. There it's much more explicit, but it's also repeated in short in this partial. When he speaks about Yosef needing, uh, wanting Binyamin. And Yaakov says, no way. So he says, okay, I, res- I take responsibility, and I will guarantee that he will be returned. But he doesn't just say, I guarantee that he will be returned. He says as follows. That's in the Stone Edition, page 240. That's in the Stone Edition, page 240. So I'll translate it in the uh, p- p- Apostle 9. I will personally guarantee him. Of my own hand, you can demand him. If I do not bring him back to you and stand him before you, then I, have-- I will have sinned to you for all time. Okay? So he makes it very clear to Yaakov, his father, that I will... You know, he was worried about Binyamin mainly, correct? But nevertheless, he says, okay, so I guarantee... Right? I will return him. I personally will return him. I will, if I do not bring him back to you and, and stand him before you. Yeah? So he's going to bring him back and standing before you, and that's exactly what he says here, except he just omits an expression, but there are other expressions there. What does he say? It says here too. It says uh, in the Pesach in 32, I said that uh, I'm guaranteed for this young fellow, and I told my father if I won't bring him back, right? So he told his father clearly he will come back. But he didn't just say, I'll come back. and I'll guarantee he'll come back. He says, I guarantee I will bring him back. And I will stand him in front of you. So what does Yaakov, what does tell Yosef? Yosef, he says, you know, send Binyamin back. Let him go. And I will remain here in his stead. How is that good enough? He said to his father that I guarantee he will be returned. And I will bring him back. And I will stand him in front of you. So it's not good enough that he sent him Binyamin back. It's like a steer in Euphrates. Bay. It's is not good enough, he says, "I'll send." What did he say? He says, "I will return him, and I will stand him in front of you, before you." So he says, "I'll remain in his stead and let him go." He should have. The, the proposal should have been that one of the other brothers should be in his stead in order to fulfill what he promised Yaakov. And the Erachaim Hakodesh asked the question. He says, yeah, they think different than we do. Yeah, I know what you want to say. You want to say the obvious. Yeah. We'll soon discuss it. You'll soon see from what the Roger says, that there's one side of the coin you can say is obvious, and the other side of the coin, it's not so obvious. We'll soon see that's exactly why he introduced that the Roger Shabbat says, if it's good enough or not. So Raghad Shabbat says, it's not so obvious. He says, really, he should have returned, got, returned him. He, he himself should have been the one to take him back. So, what is he saying? I will remain here in his stead. And he says, he says, He doesn't just say, I will return him. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand him in front before you. Even though it's not quoted here, but he quotes the passage. <laughs> 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 so the Rechaim HaKadosh says, <laughs> oh, That's the obvious thing. That's not obvious at all. That's a big long list. <laughs> <laughs> that means Yehuda definitely fulfilled his promise. As if he said to his father, he will, I will return him, and he's remaining in his stead, so how can he be returning him? So he must have appointed the other brothers to look after him and bring him back. And he said, A messenger, the rule in the Gemara is, we derive it from Sukim, that a messenger, of someone appoints a messenger, so the messenger is like he himself is representing the, the sender. So that's good enough. So this, the, 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 the messenger of a person is like himself. That's what the Arachayim HaKadosh says. Not so simple. Why is it so simple? Because the whole idea of Shluch HaShelot works only by Yidin. But there's no halacha of Shluch HaShelot by Bnei Noyach. So in the Sefer Birch from, uh, Hashimin from the Rosh Hashivah of Chibin, Rabor Hashim he says, I don't understand the Arachayim HaKadosh. He says, the din of Shluch Shalom Kameis is only by Bnei Yisroel, but not by Bnei Noyach. And because, the because they had dinum of Bnei Noyach, yeah, the Yosef held that with Bnei But not it? the rocket shovel definitely holds that they he held it the Bnei Noyach. That's why he was cheshed them with Arois, etc., yes, and yeah. with shchite because he yeah. he held that they were Bnei Noyach. In other words, they had a criteria of bnei Noyach. so it's not so. It's, it, listen, there's a major or harishoinim and achroinim, and what the others were, how they were categorized. In other words, what kind of criteria do they have? What they did, they have a din of bnei yisroel. Do they have a din of bnei Noyach? And if they had a din of bnei Noyach, of noahites, is Yot, the question is if Yotsu miklal bnei noach o or lechumra? In other words, if they have dinim of bnei Noyach, if they have dinim of bnei yisroel, maybe they only have astringencies, stringencies, additional halochis upon them but they can't have the leniencies. And Bemele, if we will accept that, so it's not so partial. Excuse me, I'm just saying what he raises. Therefore, he claims that when the Arachayim HaKodesh says shlichus, he doesn't mean Mama shlichus. He doesn't mean the din of He means the concept. What's the pshat? He says, look, because really, what was the intention was? The whole intention was mainly that Benyamit should end up being safe, right? So therefore, it's irrelevant who's bringing him back. That's what he says the Rechaim HaKadosh means. Uh, I've laid around so on one of the others for him. There is a Haloch, there is a Shiloh, who claims that, uh, that the din of shlichos applies that a, a goy can make another goy a shlich, even by the Noahites. Just you can't appoint a yid, etc. Or, Yid can't appoint a goy, but a goy can appoint another goy, according to the Masters bin Binyamin. Yeah, so, if they're all dinim Bnei Nayach, it's okay. Right. It says clearly that the Midrash of Yes, is What are you trying to say? Yeah, yes, Shlekh is Okay, good. I, let's not get too caught up with right. it, but that's what our Rachayimah HaKadosh says. Besides, I'm just saying what he says. It's not so portion, because I see from the that it's not so portion, and I saw the also raise, and so it, it will depend on, on shlichas. Okay, let it be. Um, but from the Rage C'over it comes out, there's another major, shale, a, a, more of a major problem, and that is, even if we don't discuss shlichas, in other words, what's the problem? The problem is as follows. He, he introduces for us a gemorium is sichtan nozir daf yud on the base. There's an interesting about It's a, a mishnah. In Nozer Dafyut Amod and Muhammad Amod Beis, explains the Machlokis as follows. It so happened to be a case where a cow laid itself down, parked itself in the middle of the road, in the middle of some, the way, in other words, and there, there's no way people can pass. Parked himself, laid down, parked himself. Guess what? They what happened? So the fellow, a fellow goes over there and says, listen, would this, kid, this cow is just not budging. There's no way, It's not budging. You kick him, you push him, think it's not budging. So this guy says, you know, I will become a no, I'm prepared, unconditioned. I will, if, if this, if I'm able to pick it up, if I will be successful in picking up the cow, getting the cow to get up, right? I will be a nozir. That's what, that's what the fellow says. I'm a nozir, I will be a Nazarite if I will be successful to get the cow out of the way. He's making a vow. Yeah. That's what he says. Beshama, he says he's a nozer. In what case? Guess what happened? The cow decided to get up on its own. Mm-hmm. So they pit on, pit on. All of a sudden, the cow gets up. Okay? Tzulah is the guy, the guy said it or whatever. Yeah? Okay, he got up. Beshama, he says he's a nozer. Beshama says he's not a nozer. Because he not Listen to the analysis what the Gemara says. Listen to what the Gemara says and see what the Rogat takes from it. So the Gemara says, what's the makhlukes of Bishamai and Bishila? Bishamai says, the fellow is a nauseer. Bishila says, he's not a nauseer. Bishamai says, right, he says, if I will be successful to get him up, right, I will be a nauseer, right? So because he says uh, he wasn't successful to get him up, right? Excuse me, what was it? Bishamai says, yeah, He's another, right? Bashami says he's another. So See, he says, if I'll be successful to get him up. He got up. He wasn't successful. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. no, 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 no.
0: Give me a second, please, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Give me a second. It's a Gemara in Nozir, of few domed bays. Let me just see what the Gemara says. Uh, just give me a second. Where are we? Where are we? Here we are. Yeah? If I won't be able to get it up, that's what he says. If I won't be able to get it up, I'm sorry. If I won't be able to get it up, I will be a nozzer. Okay? If I won't be able to get it up. If I won't get it up, that's what he says. If I won't get it up, I'll be a nausea. If I won't get it up, you'll be a nauseer. The thing gets up. Right? If I, get up, no. gets up. if I won't get it up, I will be a nauseer. The thing gets up on its own. One moment, he's a nausea. Because he didn't get it up. In other words, when Beshamai says that when the fellow says, if I won't get it up, I will be a nausea, he was speaking about himself actively getting him up. Right? That's what he meant. So because the cow ended up turning up, getting up himself, so therefore he's not, because I didn't get him up. Okay. Basil says, when the fellow says, I, I will be a nauseer if I won't get him up, right? If I won't get him up, right? Basically, says Basil, his intent was to get him out of the way. It's irrelevant to him. He didn't care how. He happened to be speaking about himself, right? I will be a nausea if I won't get him up, right? So he said, if the cow gets up himself, he's not a nauseer. Why? Because he got up himself. So what's your shot? I, won't, I will be a nauseer if I won't get him up, and he got up. So that's why he's not a nauseer. Why? Because his intent was he should get out of the way. So once the thing got out of the way, even though I didn't get him out of the way, nevertheless, it got out of the way. Therefore, he's not a nauseer. In other words, Bishamai looks takes the words, the statement of the fellow says, I will be a Nazir if I will not get him up, right? And he says, because he didn't get him up, he's a Nazir. And he says, I will be a Nazir if I won't get him up, right? And he didn't get him up. So, and, and because he got up on his own, right? He did get up. He did get up. Therefore, he's not a Nazir. So basically, the Rogachev says, this of is identical to our case. What does Yehudah say? Yehuda said... I will guarantee to return this, this child, Binyamin, right? So he's, there's two parts there. Binyamin has to be returned, right? And Yehuda says, I will guarantee that I will return him, right? And I will present him in front of you. Now, you have to understand, Bechlob, when he said it to Yaakov, of course Yaakov's main intent was to have Binyamin. He wanted him to remain safe, right? That's definitely behind everybody's mind. But the facts are, you also have to understand that Binyamin, that Yaakov also wanted someone to look after him. Right? So it goes both ways. So we have to take both parts into consideration. I'll go upon him. The Roger Chauver says this that if we say has he has this, this that Yehuda won't be returning him. He says I will remain in his stead. Right? And I will make sure Binyamin goes back. That's what he's doing. I remain in your stead. Release Binyamin and have the others take him. Right? So I'm not returning him. So what is fulfilled? Only that he is going. It's like in the case where the animal got up on its own. Right? So according to the base healer, that's fine. The animal got up its own, on its own. So here too. But Newman ends up going on his own. Good enough. Good enough according to Besul. But according to Bishamai, it's not good enough. Because he says, I will bring him back home. We have to look at the fellow who has to actively be involved in bringing him back home. Like in the case, he has to actively be involved in picking him up. And because he wasn't actively involved in picking him up, therefore he's an so that's the of the So he says what occurred here. If it's good, in other words, the proposal of Yehuda to, to Yosef is dependent on the Machloik so of it's not so posher. So how can Yehuda propose such a thing? It follows good with the basil, but it doesn't follow with the Shammai. Basically, I believe the Roget wants to say, even though all along we've been very big on this, that the, the haloch has to reflect, is reflected in the psukim, right, according to him. So it's good that we find Basila's opinion is reflected in, in Yehuda's proposal, but Vibaldus should be Sav, right? So it's logical to say that also B'Shamay's opinion seems, to, will have to match up with what the Chumash is saying, right? seems to match, only to be similar with Yishama. He brings another case. It no, matches with both, because you see his burns didn't come to rest a lot, a lot. No, 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 we'll discuss that as we go. No, 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 that's not good enough. We'll soon talk about that. Good? We'll discuss that as we go, Mirza Hashem, thank you. Okay, there's another case in Gittin, the fine, Daladom, Beis. The Ebedee Murrah says there's a machloikis. All tell us a machloikis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. What's the case? The case is there was this sheer, I think it's called a sheer cropper. Okay, an oris, Right? Thank you. A shear, an oris, a shear crop, right? You get it? The basic. Uh, this uh, is a simple definition of, of an oris. Yeah. I saw so it translated shear in the cropper. The in other words, words he works in the, the field. In, he, in other words, he doesn't just he doesn't get paid for his work. He takes part of that of the of the harvest. That's what he. That's what he, he. So he's like a, a partial partner, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, not lavish, but something like it. Okay. So the, the the norm was the norm was that the oris, right? I'll use the Hebrew term, the Aramaic term, the Hebrew term, yeah. Oris, so the share crop, okay, whatever you like. Uh, the norm was in this Medina, in this area, these fields, that they used, they used to, of course, they used to plow, they used to sow, they used to prepare the fields, etc., etc. And in addition, they also had to draw water and, and, and water the, the fields, water the fields. There was no rain, there wasn't sufficient rain. So they had to water the fields. And for that, they got a, a, a quarter of the crop. A quarter of the harvest, in other words. I was harvested through the year, they deserved, that was their payment for three, but for how, much, for how many times watering? So the norm was they had to water the field three times a year in the seasons, right? And for that, they were getting, for their, for their, for their payment, they were getting a, a quarter of the harvest. This fellow felt that his field needs to do a better, do, produce a lot more, so he felt if he'll water it in addition, it'll do a lot better. So he makes this deal with his oris, and he says, you know, everybody's getting for watering three times, a quarter of the crop, a quarter of the harvest. So, uh, you know, if you water it a fourth time, an additional time, I'll give you a third of the harvest. Machai, it will take a deal. Yeah. Guess what? It started to rain. When the time came to, to water it the fourth time, it starts pouring. He didn't have to... Draw the water, and he didn't have to stay. It's not good. So one man the Omar says, Hey, he didn't water it. Baholoidolla. dollar. He didn't water it. The deal was that I'm gonna give you a, a, a third of the harvest if you water it. So it so happens to be that who has the muzzle? The muzzle was the owner's muzzle. It rained. The guy didn't have to draw the water. The maybe he didn't have to do additional work. But maybe he gets only a quarter of the crop. That's what Rav Yosef says. Rav says, nothing doing. It. It's that, the worker, the oris, the sharecropper's mazel. The said the field was watered, right? The, so the field had water four times a year. So it had four times a year, and that was the deal. So therefore, it's good enough, says the at Trevor, again, don't look at this gemorrah externally. Let's take out the gist of this argument. And the gist of the argument is the identical issue of Yehuda and Yosef. What is the issue? The issue is, right? The issue is the water. The field has to be watered, right? And then there's another point in it that I'm going to water the field. So the shah is do I look at the gavra, the individual needing to water, or do I look at the water, the field which needs to be watered, right? So each, so, good, that's the makhloika. So he says that's the identical case with Binyam and Yehuda. If we're looking about on the, on the field needing to be watered, it rained, he was lucky. The, right? the Shikra was lucky. Here too, Binyamin will be returned even though Yehuda's not doing it as long as is returned. Or if I say no, that we say it's not relevant, What occurred, let it be that the field was watered, right? Let it be Binyamin was returned. But that's not good enough, because the deal I made with you was, and I was going to give you additional monies, was if you water it. So if you didn't water it, okay, it's not good enough. You can't claim because it rained. No, you didn't water it, so therefore you're not deserving. Had to, you're not fulfilling the deal we made. You didn't bring Huda back, your Binyamin back. Says the rugged shover, these two Gemorrhists are basically, in other words, what Yehuda is proposing to, 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 to Yosef is a machloikis in Gemara between Bisham and Besil, and Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, the whole loid dollar. But then it's not so poshid that we should propose such a proposal. What's Pshat? Well, why, after all, is Yehuda so freely saying it? So, the Roger Chobhis says, He says, What was the proposal? The proposal was that I will remain here in his stead. Now, externally, originally we asked how was Dafka causing our problem. If he's remaining here in his stead, Kunta is not going to be taking him back. So Binyam is going to be going on his own. So it's much contradictory because then he's not going to be fulfilling what he promised Yaakov. Mm-hmm. Says the Rogatchov, Dafka the opposite. Dafka, because he tells Yosef that I'm gonna be the one who will remain in his stead. And therefore feel free to let him go. Because I will remain in his stead. That's what allows. That's, what, that's why it's a good proposal. That's why it's a good proposal. And it is then regarded. As if he actually brought Benjamin back. Why? The, the rationale is. We'll soon see that it's all based on gemorris. He brings about 10 gemorris to substantiate it. He doesn't just make it up, but just the the, the theory is, one minute, what's the theory? One minute. The theory is, the theory is simple. There he is. If not for me, he would have never been released, right? So only thanks to me, thanks to me staying in his stead, he's able to go back to his father. Says the rugged when it occurs in such a manner, only thanks to me he was able to return back to his father as if I'm actually bringing him back to his father. That's what we need. That's the key issue here. Why? Why? So it's a, a couple of gimoras. I'll mention two gimoras for you. One gemorrhah is sichtem menochos. The gemorrhah says as follows. There's a din of taser v'loi min heosu. By tzitzis, right? The din is, it says v'osu tzitzis. You have to make the tzitzis. You actively have to make it and tie the tzitzis. If you have a garment of four corners, you have to sew the tzitzis in, and only after you have the garment of four corners, and the bag of the garment is obliged, it has four corners, right? So it needs tzitzis, otherwise you can't wear it. So then, <clears throat> so then there's a din. You have to place the tzitzis in, and you make the tzitzis. That's the din, and tzitzis. But if the tzitzis has to be made, you have to actively make them. But they can become made, by the way, on its own. For instance, so that the, the, the ideal case is, where, for instance, you you took four corners, you took you took four corners, you took a corner, right? Not connected to a garment, and you sewed citrus onto a corner. Yeah? And then you sewed the corner onto the garment. A garment which doesn't have four corners, or cut it, it has its corners cut off, right? The garment doesn't need citrus. You take four corners, you sew on citrus to the four corners, and then you sew on the, the corners onto the garment. So when you sewed the, you placed the citrus in the corners, the corners don't need citrus. A garment of four corners needs stitches, right? So now that I sewed the, the corners onto the tzitzes, right, onto the garment, so then the tzitzis are made min ossul. They're made automatically, right, on its own. They're, now it ends up being a garment with tzitzes. With but how did you get, how did this garment get the tzitzes? You didn't sew the tzitzes on it. You made the tzitzes on them, right? You had the tzitzes, they, they had already been made, and now on its own, the garment now has tzitzes on its own. Because I sewed on the corners, right? Obvious case. Tase You have the same, by sukkah, in many different cases, tasse voluminosi. So we have to actively do the act of it. Now the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says the a din of hitil What happens if you have a normal talaskotin, yeah? You have a talaskotin, normal talaskotin. In addition to the talaskotin, which has the four stringes, of the four tzitzes, right, on the four corners, he, on each corner he added another citter. Another he made eight tzitzes. He made eight tzitzes. Okay, just pay attention. Pay attention. He, ate, he made eight tzitzes. Okay? Says the Gemara, Hittil le Muteles, The tzitzes are kosher. They're kosher. When, how are they kosher? Listen to what he did. Everything he did, everything was shema. listen to what he did. He, there's already tzitzes on the bag, and he went to the store, bought himself a garment with tzitzes. He put on another four tzitzes. For some odd reason, then he snips the first four tzitzis off. When he made the, the second pair of tzitzis, right, the eight, the the second four, the, right, the second pair of four, that was extra, right? It wasn't called for. So now that that was garment, it's as if it's like it's not and void, like as if it's not there, like as if he didn't make tzitzis. It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't even it make tzitzis. He didn't make it. It was. He, he did it, but it wasn't kosher. Because it wasn't called for, right? Okay. What do we do? So that was the tasse. we'll soon say now when I snip, listen, when I snip off the first four, right? This garment has four titties on it. But the four cities that it has now on it is Minha also, right? Is on its own. I didn't actually make those four. Because when I made those four, it didn't need it. Nevertheless, the Gemara said it's kosher. It's kosher. He tell us kosher. Says the Gemara. So why should it be, the, what's the difference? Why should it be that when if the din is that is unfit, it's not acceptable, right? So why when I make four tzitzes onto original four and I snip the first four, right? We say then the, the second four make the tzitzes kosher. But I didn't do an act. I didn't actively make the second, the first pair of tzitzes. So the answer of the Gemara is as follows that when he made the, the second four, he actually was over-bebaltoisif. You have to understand like this. Tasa veloymanosif means that tasa means you got to actively make it. Veloymanosif means that if it was made on its own, but when it was made, there was an action. You did something, right? But if it becomes on its own, it's no good. Right? You did something. The fact, is, says, the Gemara, when you added the first, the second four, right, the second four, you were over-bebaltoisif. Right, the is you're not allowed to do additional, Torah says, four cities, you can make eight cities, right? Torah says, four minim, you can't take five minim. It's extra, right, all the different, different baltoisif, right? You can't increase the limits where the Torah says there's a limit, the number, right? Torah says you need four cities. By adding, making eight cities, so the second group of four, with that you, you transgress baltoisif, okay? When you transgress baltoisif, it's as if you did nothing. It's as if you didn't do any act. It's as if you just sat there passively and did nothing. Even though you did it. You actually, I saw the guy sewing on the tzitzit, yeah. right? But when you <laughs> sew on tzitzit and you transgress baltoisif, it's not regarded halachically as if you did an act of doing something. It's like as if you did nothing. It it's it. non-void. Yeah, you transgress baltoysif, right? But it's not called an act of a, of a mitzvah. There's no act done. Because it's a transgression. Okay? Now, when I... Sn- listen. When I snip off the second pair, listen, when I snip off the first four, right, I then, so to speak, actively, I activate the second four. Retroactively. Retroactively, But I activate it then. By, now the act of snipping. By snipping, those become, they become cautious. Why? Because the malteiser falls away. So the act, as I'm snipping, I'm making the scissors. You have to understand, when the guy made the, sec- the, fr- the second four, the second four, the second four, even though he sewed them on, he made them, right? But he really didn't make anything. It looks like he made it. Halakha Krishnas, he, he did nothing, okay? Because it's over with Balthosev. How do I remove the Balthosev? By snipping as I snipped the first four, so then the second four become active, right? So it's as if while I'm snipping this first four, I'm actually making the second four. Do you get it? So it's not taset veloi mina osu'i, it's actually tase. It's not minah osu'i. Yes, so we thought mina osuy means, right, till now, that's the picture of Minaosu, osuy, right? You've done something, so it can't be something which was done when it was unfit. Because then, like in the first case where we explained, we just sewed on the tittus on four corners, right? But here we have a case where we, because he originally made the four, where they were halachically unfit, so that act of making is null and void. Now, to make that kosher, I can make that kosher in a roundabout way, but actively, by snipping the first four, that makes it, I actively make the second one kosher. It's as if I'm making the second ones. Even though I'm not actually sewing them on now, because they were sewn on already. But originally, when they were sewn on, it's as if I didn't sew anything, because I'm moving be with So the act of snipping the first makes the second kosher. Says the Rabbi that's exactly our case. So what's every, happening? Everybody agrees. So there's no more. There's no it's, it's good enough for me. Good enough for the Roget Good enough for me? Yeah, I think the Haloch it's not so, but it makes no difference. The example, it's, it's, not, it's good enough. enough. It's like, even the it's not so. It's good enough for us. It's good enough for, the, for, for Yaakov and Yehuda. And Yosef, you understand, to understand what's going on here. How can I propose such a thing? There's such a Gemara good enough for the Roget So I don't know. I'm almost sure in the Ramam it says that it's no good, but it's not, it makes no difference to us. You get it? So Bermet says to the Roget what's going on here? When he, he's not bringing it back? Right. But how is he re- being returned only by me staying here? So you're saying he's being returned on his own? No, he's not being returned on his own. By me actively sitting by Yosef behind. And I'm the one sitting by Yosef. So I'm actively sitting there, right? I'm doing that. I'm sitting there. So it's as if he's actively being returned. It's like my sitting is like snipping the first pair of stitches. So that makes that activates the, the second pair of stitches as if they're being made. So by me sitting here, Binyam is actually being returned by me. So he's not being returned on his own. So even though you look at it externally, no, Binyam is going back on his own. No one's holding his hand. Yehudah is, is, is in Mitzrayim, and, 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 and Binyam is in Eretz right? Says the rogue Trevor, no. Yehud, Yehud is in the Mitzrayim, but really Yehudah is with, with, with Yosef in Eretz because the only way Yehuda, uh, Yosef is back, uh, Binyamin is back to Yosef in Mishraim, in Arachisrael, is only because Yehuda is sitting there. So by being active, doing the act of remaining with Yosef, I'm actively returning Binyamin to Yosef. To Yaakov. to Yaakov. Good enough? I'm not going to bring you to the second example. I can't. Nothing wrong. Another example. Interesting example. The Gemara, says, <laughs> the Gemara says just one more example, he has about 10 examples. Basic. what do you see from all of the different examples that Roger Trevor has done till now? He brings abstract cases, they seem to be abstract. In other words, cases we don't seem to identify in any way with our case, right? Total different cases. The first two cases, when he raised the question that the proposal of Yaakov of Yehudas doesn't seem to follow, when he says it's a of Bishamayi Well, what's the makhluk of Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef? Right? Those cases don't seem to, to. But what does he do? He just takes out, so to speak, the the, 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 the gist of uh, the, the you know the message the message behind it, right? But that, not, even though this is a sugi in, 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 this is a sugi which deals with, uh, with the Dorim, this is a sugi which deals with uh, the Maso Matan, etc. They can be totally different sugis, opposite sugis. but if you take the, the point out and the, the message out and the gist out and the, the quality of the, in other words, what is being conveyed, the point and the basis of the argument, so then that could be conveyed and in parallel to any other case. And that's exactly what the Rogachev is doing with the second case of this case of the of Tsitsis, the right? That even though this has nothing to do seemingly, but it just brings out the formula and the theory. In other words, the, th- the theory is the same in all these halachas. Okay. The second case, just another case. And this is the Gemara says if someone takes upon himself to be a nozer for s- f- twice. So Stam Nozir is 30 days. Okay. And if he says twice, it means he's a nozer for 60 days. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Sadhir. Yeah. That's a price in the Gemara. Yeah. Okay good enough for us, 60 days, what happens, 30 days pass, yeah, he, uh, after the 30th day and he already brings the carbon and he already cuts his hair, right, listen, he has the chacham. He, he approaches a chacham. right, and the din is a chacham could be mashal on the nether, can, can release the vow, that's a rule, if someone makes a vow, right, or any other vow, if you approach the Chocham, the Chocham finds a way how to release it and it permits what you prohibited upon yourself. Okay? So he approaches the chacham after, after he finishes the first set of Nezirus and he says and he explains to the Rav about his first set of nizirus which he kept, that he really shouldn't have kept it. Right. So the din is, the din is as follows, the din is that it becomes null and void. In other words, it's as if it's, it's, it's retroactive, so to speak, as if the th- first 30 days is really meant for the second nazirus, For the second nazirus, Right? And he doesn't have to keep twice zeros. He kept one 30 days. Right? And then he has to keep another 30 days. The Rav undid after the first group of 30 days. But when did he undo it? After he already kept the 30 days of nazirus. Right? He brought already his carbon, and he took his hair off already. That re- so what should have been really? Rationally, it should have been out of the way. Totally forgotten. And therefore, he should keep now 30 days. So even if the rov, even though the Chocham now undoes the first 30 days, it should be totally irrelevant to the next 30 days. Because it had already ended, right? Correct? Good. Nevertheless, as the even though, rationally speaking, it should be that way, and he should have to be asked to keep in the zeros so of another thirty days, and the tomorrow, no. Even though the first set of thirty days have ended, nevertheless, we say that by by him undoing the first set of thirty days, we regard his first, so as if he didn't have to keep the first set of thirty days because they're retroactively uprooted, and therefore, what he kept was really the second thirty days. That's what the Gemara says. Everything. He passed everything, nevertheless. Says the Gemara, what's the logic? Says the Gemara, what's the logic? Says the Gemara. The logic is as follows, even though the first set has been finished already. Because what caused the second set of Nazareth to be a second set? Only the first set, right? Correct? So because the second was only because of the first, and now the first has become undone, therefore the second, can take the place of the first. What's the chiddush of this gemara? Even though the first is not here anymore, nevertheless, because this first, even though it's not here anymore, caused that the second should be second. So even when the first is not here anymore, the second is regarded as a second, and never becomes takes the place of the first. So, before the first says the Rogatchover, that's the identical case in our case. Yehud is not taking Binyamin; he didn't take him, right? So Binyamin is on his own. It's as if. It's like as if the first set of desires is gone, right? Yehuda's not with him. That's separate, segregated things, right? Nevertheless, because what allows Binyamin to travel back only because Yehuda stays behind, right? So even though he's ended up traveling himself, nevertheless, like in the case of the Gemara, right? Because the, what causes the second zeros to be a second Nezerus, only because of the first zeros. is here too. What causes this first one, to, the, the second, to be a second, in uh, the case of Binyamin and Yehuda, what causes Binyamin to be able to travel back? Only Yehuda, so therefore, by Yehuda remaining behind, is as if he's the one who is causing Binyamin to go back and taking him home. So basically, he's saying the proposal, that's one another ride of his. Sorry if it all sounds a bit abstract, but that's exactly what the Roger Chabra is really. Whatever we've done with the Roger till today, Whatever we have done with the Rambam till today is really chosen things which are very tangible, fairly right and interesting. No, enough We're trying to understand. We That's the only enough Hashem We're trying to understand what Yehuda did. Okay, says the Rambam. We now understand. So the Rambam is mechadash a chidush God. That's the chidush. Without bringing any other additional examples. You Pardon? You can bring No, example. I won't. I'll tell you where the Maimon and you and you could you can check them out yourselves. I thought it would be enough. Okay, So, the Rogachova basically says that's why Yehuda proposes to remain in his stead. So, obviously, that's a total contradiction to his promise. So, they say, that, that explains for us why it is regarded as if he is returning Binyamin to his father, because thanks to him, by remaining here actively, he's actually regarded as if he's taking his son Binyamin back to Yosef. Okay, that's his analysis of that. So, we don't need to come on to what the Urachaim HaKodesh says of Shlichus, etc., etc. Uh, uh, in the Sefer Toisves HaSholem, uh, which was uh, compiled in the last 10, 20, 10 15 years by Ayyid Gelis from Eretz Yisrael, from Balea Toisves. Interestingly, he seems to say uh, reconciliation for this kasha. He asks this kasha too, from Balea Toisves. He asks the Shaila, how is it that Yehuda is not actually fulfilling and bringing Binyamin back? And he answers, an answer which follows well with Beshilel in B'sicht and Nazir, which the Raguachaver showed that according to the Beshil it's okay because the whole intent was to have Ben Yamin return home, so that's good enough, right? But he wanted to also reconcile the proposal of Yehuda, even according to Besham. Okay, so this is all what Yehuda is proposing. What occurs at the end? What happens at the end? At the end, as we learn out of the read out of the Khubish. Everybody, you know, they end up, uh, he ends up revealing who he is. He's Yosef, and everybody, yeah, Mitzukursach, and everybody's very happy with each other, and he gets them all ready to go back home. Correct? Yeah, fair. What time is it? Okay, we have 10 minutes. I'm going back. I'm going to the centre. Excuse me, one moment. Am I right that it's warm here? I'll take my jacket, off, but it's not good enough. Zainbo is also okay. So, back out. Einfach nur die eine Tür, that's all. Okay, thank you. Okay. Now. The rugged shover is of the opinion, so it seems quite obvious, that the a is in the Mephoroshim. Who, did Binyamin actually return home or not? Did he or didn't he? Okay, now just from the obvious psukim, it would seem that Binyamin did return to Yaakov. Went back with all the brothers. We'll take out a Chumisha, you'll see. It says in the as follows, It says in the Chumash, where are we, it says in the Chumash, where are we, it says all the brothers went, what does it say? What does it say? Verse es yeah. Alright? He sends his brothers and they go. Sadar Rechaim HaKadosh says. He sends his brothers and they go. They're all going. Including Binyamin. Everybody's going. But does it say Binyamin's not going. Everybody's going. And it says, that everybody goes back. Rashi says nothing. I haven't seen the other commentaries. We'll soon see. Uh, And it's quite obvious from the Shas in the Sikhtimakas, that Fidala from the that Binyamin actually is returned back and Yehud is actually the one who brings him back. So it would seem, because the Gemara says that we derive from Yehud and Binyamin that if someone is, makes a nidui al-tunai, is ostracized, right? On condition, right? He's banned based on, uh, on being ostracized on uh, condition. So even if the condition is filled, is fulfilled, and nevertheless, you have to nullify the ban. You have to nullify this, that he was ostracized. And this is derived from Yosef, and, uh, excuse me, Yehuda and Yosef, Eben because Yehuda makes says that he takes upon himself. He tells, tells his father that if he will not fulfill. In this condition, he is prepared to be minnuda <muchas> that he will be ostracized. He will be banned based on, uh, on nidui ba'olam brings The Chazal bring it. That's the Gemara says in Masechet <muchas> and Bava Kama Masechet Seita. These are the Marukemis that R' brings. The Mela therefore uh, says the Gemara even on condition it has to be it has to be nullified. Says the Gemara. We know it from Yehuda. Because why? Where do we see that he was still remained ostracized? because he didn't fulfill. What was the problem? Yeah. Even though the condition was fulfilled, because the Gemara says that all the, the, so to speak, all the bones, when the atzmo that, the bones, the, the, the skeletons of all the shvotim when they left Egypt, right, were taken with them in the desert. So the whole, the skeletons of the shvotim were complete and whole, but the skeleton of Yehuda was not, and his bones were rattling in the Oroin. Says so the Gemara throughout their, their stay in, their, in the desert. And only when we reach Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu and Bezalel Habracha says Bezalel exactly. Yehuda, right? Bezalel Yehuda. So it says he says Ruven, and then it says Bezalel Yehuda. So Rashi says it. The Gemara says there that the Bezalel Yehuda was a prayer and a blessing that his bones should come back into to become the complete skeleton. Okay. So he prayed for him and that's when it was accomplished. So we saw quite partial from the Gemara that the, and the problem is, the problem is because there was a condition made. So even though the condition was fulfilled, but because there was no nullification, so therefore, so it seems from the Gemara, like the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, that it was fulfilled, returned. What's the condition? The condition was if I won't return him. And he was returned. So it seems be Pashtos. That is the the the, the sheet of, uh, of Rabbi P'chaye and also the... What did I mention? And the Rachaim uh, In the Sefer Ha'eshkel, in Hilchas Ovel, he quotes Rabbeinu Ephraim. And this is brought in the Me'iri, Mesechtemak, and Tafital of Amitbez, B'shem Miktes Ha'goinim, the Go'onin Narbuna, B'shem Miktes Okay? And that is, he quotes the Sefer Eshkel Beshem Rabbeinu Ephraim. Rabbeinu Ephraim is of the opinion that he actually did not return. He did not return. Binyamin stayed back, remained with Yosef. Remained with Yosef and didn't go back. And so is quite obvious from the, also in the Ritva, in the Sechta of from the base he did not return. And so it says before also in the Medr Shlekach Toiv, on the Posseg, where it says, so he gave him why he give him a Sora to bring to his father why I saw ten? Ten donkeys filled with whatever, because that was only ten for the ten Shvotin, but Binyomin remained with Yosef. Okay, that's what it says in the Madrash Lakachtoev from one of the showing in Eliezer it's called Psikta Zukrusa. Alrighty, um, the fact is the Sefer Ashkel says it doesn't follow at all. Because according to that he didn't fulfil his his the 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 promise at all. So he's Nenash, he was punished because he didn't keep his word. From the Gemara it comes out, he kept his word It's just because it wasn't nullified. According to this, it, it didn't, he, got, he, got, he was punished because he didn't keep his word. Asks the say for on Rabenu Ephraim. And in addition he says, if you look on the Chumash, it seems very obvious. So even though Rabenu Ephraim proves it, you know from what? Because it says, the, When the brothers came back, he, couldn't, he didn't believe them. To say that Joseph is still alive. Now, if Binyamin was with them, he would have asked Binyamin. He didn't breathe the sons because the sons of the Fakai flocked all along, right? But Binyamin, he surely trusted. If Binyamin went back and Binyamin was with them, he could have asked Binyamin. So Rabbi Ephraim says, from this is proof that Binyamin didn't return. Lo in Lohem. Right? And then, but nevertheless, the Sefer says that uh, it's 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 if we when we count out those who traveled to Mitzrayim, Binyamin is one of them who are leaving from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. So it seems he did return. So he says there's an obvious problem with this shit of Rabbi Ephraim. But Al-Koponim, these are the two sheets. Now, uh, following the opinion that we learned, that basically Binyamin, if Binyamin returned, of uh, Naheda Ragachavar comes up with this novel thing. The Ragachavar learns that Binyamin returned, okay? But he learns as follows. I believe, he doesn't say Yehuda stayed back behind, even though that was his proposal, right? But it seems that Attacker went back home with all of them. Like it seems from the Sukkot that all the brothers go back home. But he has the theory, and he speaks about it in length, that Yehuda, even though he goes back with Binyamin, but Binyamin goes back on his own. Binyamin doesn't appreciate it, doesn't want to have Yehuda take him back. And this is what he brings out. He speaks a whole arichist. So he has a lengthy uh, exposition on this, how we find that Binyamin is the shevet Binyamin, the chelik of Binyamin, and that's the Mizbech and the Besamikdash. So the Besamikdash stands in the part of Yehuda, and there's the strip, right?, which is the, which the Mizbeach in the Beis Hamikdosh, is that's the chemic of Binyamin And the same was in Mishkan Shiloh. Mishkan Shiloh wasn't a part of Yosef, but there was a strip of the Mizbeach, which was the part of Binyamin. So the roger brings out that, look, it's both Yosef and Yehuda, right? Yosef didn't get on with Yehuda, Yehuda didn't get on with Yosef like we have in our Chumash, right? Yehuda is the Beis Amigdosh and Yehuda is the Mishkan Shiloh. But in both cases we find that Binyamin remained separately, segregated from Yosef. He had the strip going down the Mishkan as the Mizbeach, and he has the strip going down the Hamikdash, which is not, so to speak, blended with the rest of it. And he says, he has this whole theory about Binyamin and Yehuda, how Binyamin doesn't go along with Yehuda. He wasn't botel v'tofel Yehuda. So he says, even though Yehuda is going back to Yaakov, and Binyom is going back also, nevertheless, it's not regarded as if Yehuda is taking him back. Because Binyom is not subjugated to Yehuda. He's not interested in being a tougher Yehuda. He's going back on his own to his father. But that's as far as it goes. But maybe he claims as follows. What did we say originally? That what, when is it okay? When is it regarded as if Yehuda is actually fulfilling in total, right? And bringing back Binyamin, even though he remains in Egypt, it's right. When is it regarded if he remains there behind? Because Yosef says there's no way I'm going to release after he has stayed there in his place. In other words, Yosef doesn't give him an option. It's either, either Binyamin or Yehuda. So he says, good. So if Yehuda remains behind, it's as if Yehuda is actually taking him back. But if they're both leaving, and Binyamin is not subjugated to Yehuda, and they're going on their own, so then he hasn't fulfilled it in total. The says the Rogachovar, he the this is the chover's criteria. He's Loy Ovar loy he says he wasn't, he didn't transgress, because after all, Binyamin has been returned, right? But the Lord came to say that he actually fulfilled his promise, he didn't fulfill it in total. But many the learns as follows. This Gemara with the Gemara says that that's why the bones were rattling. There's a major problem, because asks, what's going on here? We know that many times, where there are vows made, or Nidui, this, this when with this, someone's ostracized, based on all of this, if it's unconditioned and you fulfill the condition, it's fine, you don't have to nullify it any further. So why was there a nullification needed? Well, I and mean, we derive it from Yehuda. So Yosef says that this was a special kind of condition. It was a condition made, which when it was made, it, could, it was uncontrollable. In other words, was it in Yehuda's hands to fulfill? He says, "If I'll be able to bring Binyamin back." But who said "Yes, would let him? So when, because the vow was made in such a way that the condition wasn't really totally in his control, so therefore when. A vow is made, or a nidu is made, with this type of condition. That's what the Gemara means. If this, it's a type of condition which is uncontrollable, and it's not within your powers to fulfill it. Only then do we say that it has to be nullified. Otherwise, there's no need to nullify. And that's what Tosfos says, and most of the Rishonim say it. Even though the Rambam himself and Hilchas Talmud doesn't seem to make any distinction between the, the types of uh, conditions, he says any type of condition. It doesn't. I haven't. I mean, I didn't uh, investigate them before. Him. I, I just want to convey as follows: the Rugged Shavur learns this Gemara as follows. The Rugged Shavur says this is the way Tosfos learns, right? So, in other words, and what's the re- the reason why the other Rishonim learn, right? That pu- he was actually punished be- not because of the condition, because Based on the condition, it shouldn't be a problem. Why should the nullification be needed? Even when, once a condition is made, the condition is fulfilled. That's why the other Rishonim argue and say, no, we cannot learn that the condition was fulfilled. Because if the condition was fulfilled, why should there be nullification needed? So why was Reuben punished? Why was Yoda punished? So therefore, they learn mm-hmm. that it was fulfilled only partly. And what is it? The, the Meritzvah says that Binyamin uh, remained in Egypt and they told Yaakov, don't worry about it. In other words, Yaakov was mainly worried about binyomid. That was the main worry. He didn't actually need it, right? So the, 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 the ritva says, so that's the Wilmeratsi Yaakov. So it's, in other words, there was a fulfillment, but not in total. That's what the Gemara means. So he wasn't fully punished. He was, in other words, he was punished because he wasn't returned. On the other hand, the condition was, it was fulfilled in a sense. So that's what the Gemara means. But the rogachavah basically goes on with his way. And he says, because the returns with Binyamin, but he doesn't take Binyamin back. It's Binyamin going back on his own, so it's loy kiyem the loy ova, right? So he, was, he didn't fulfill the promise, but he didn't transgress. Therefore, the Gemara says that he's deserving of, of a punishment, and that's what the Gemara meant. Uh, with this, we end. Yeah. I mean, there's well, more to discuss, but now time doesn't allow. And we're we going right. Okay.